This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Show, Monday edition. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, along with producer Don McLean. Steve, is everything okay? I know you got up at 5. I thought maybe you fell back asleep. (laughs) (laughs) He started his 5 a.m. challenge. He is saying things. And not coming through. Steve? Yep, nothing's happening. This is going to be great. He's on 222. Two. Oh, two you're on, words. First word. You're on access to. Oh, oh there you go. okay, sure. Let's hey, guys, little peek behind the curtain here. Okay, showing right. you how the sausage is made. Yeah, nobody likes the look of that. Oh, Mary? there you go. <laughs> hey, yeah, bro. I don't know. Ac- none of my accesses are working. None of my. I just. I think I just pirated through uh, Score North. <laughs> I think I'm on fifteen. If you no. turn fifteen hundred, I think I'm there. Too. It's been a little wonky with who. Like uh, last Friday, Jason had to be on Access One, which is the channel you come through on. That's so a, yeah, and then we're just going to do me go to one. Access Two today. I don't know. Okay. What do you guys want for? Oh, me? he's already crabby because he woke up early. You got to know about your five o'clock challenge Don you have to be fake supportive during this <laughs> I am what I know did it that sound you get up weird early oh, no, no no it's okay this is like telling it's like telling a marathon runner that you did a 5k over the weekend they're like that's awesome man really great did you train for that for like six months or did you just get up and walk three months great okay so um I decided last night that I just get bored sometimes, you know? You ever just get a little bored with what you're doing with your status quo? Sure. So I flirted with the idea of a 5 a.m. challenge last week, just randomly. And I made the commitment yesterday and began this morning. So here's the the reason behind or what I'm trying to do is just an experiment. And for 30 days, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to do the weekends too. Every day for 30 days, wake up at 5 a.m., as an experiment to see how does it impact my life? How does it impact my day? So one of the main things that I would really love to do is build, so this is is not rise and grind, you know? Like I'm not uh, saying there are those early risers out there who have read every self-help book. They're walking the Mall of America. (laughs) (laughs) I've walked with them before, by the way. They're great people. But, you know, there's that, like, rise and grind, you know. what? It's I'm not gung-ho in that way. This is much more experimental. But what I think it will do is build in some more margin to my day. Because I am just convinced that when days feel really crazy, some days are just wacky, but other days it's just bad time management. And sometimes the best way to get better time management, for me, I think, would be waking up before everyone else. Donna, any individual day that I've done this, 
I feel so good where I'm like, look at all the things that I was able to tackle before other people started running around the house. So why don't you, you know, I was just watching them. It was Hacks, actually, uh, who's there's a line in Hacks where Gene Smart's character says to the younger person, if you're waking up after Kelly Ripa's day is already over, (laughs) losing or something to that effect. Right. So what have you accomplished today? Thank you for asking, Donna. Um, I decided to try not to cram everything in. So here are three main things that I think I would like to work in more. More quiet time of like prayer, reflection. That's lovely. To begin the day, to sort of root myself in that. Then to move on to some reading of whatever reading that might happen to look like. Mm. Um, And then to just have more time to sort of handle peripheral tasks, which could be that light bulb in the basement that you walk by every time and you don't want to change. The weeds out in the garden that you're just like, oh, I just keep forgetting, whatever. It could just be taking a walk. It could be exercising. It could be all sorts of different things. Um, But like this morning, I went through, did the reading, did the prayer, uh, did the uh, got radio prep done, and then I was going to work out. I thought, let's just work out now too, right? Isn't that what these morning risers rise and grind? That's what they do. And then my uh, five-year-old daughter was laying on the couch watching a show. And I said, you know what? Can I snuggle with you? And she said, yep. And then I skipped the workout and snuggled. So instead of feeling rushed in the morning, I was able to, with a guilt-free conscience, lay down there, cuddle with her, watch a little show, and then move about the rest of my day. That's lovely, What Steve. time does she get up? <laughs> That's the thing. I thought you Everybody were trying said, to avoid your kids. Everybody said, <laughs> I mean, why are you doing honest. 5 a.m.? Because my kids wake up very often. At least one is up at 6.30 in the morning. Okay. And so if you want time before they are awake, mm-hmm. then you gotta you got to wake you up you got to get up at 3. Early. Yes. <laughs> so hence it being 5 a.m. But I'll do some more exercising in there as well. Um, you know, some guys talk about like space for creative thinking. You know, when you're just caught up in your do, 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 do all day long, there's never any room for like, what would be something creative that I could do in my professional life, in my personal life? Hmm. So this is what I'm thinking. Donna, your thoughts on all of this uh, as I'm four hours into my 30-day challenge? Uh, I don't think you're going to last the whole 30. I respect you for saying that. (laughs) And (laughs) you could take it easy on the show prep and leave a little room for Deval. Listen. Yeah. This was, he this had the was whole the, grid filled before I no, even like turned on my computer. It's not true. No, no, no. I listen. You are. You're just seeing the adrenaline of day one. Day okay. one, I have to do it. I'm going to bounce out. But there are going to be plenty of other days when you're like, "What the? Is he even awake now? He's been awake at five. I don't even see anything in here." So don't worry. It'll all. That'll balance itself. All right. Out. Great. But I, I do think of you to be. I want to be very honest about this. As lazy. That's fine. Jeez. I don't care. Oh, my gosh. It's like cool. the opposite of Donna. Thank you, Dawn, for your support. Now, Dawn has a much more interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> and it has to do with a purchase, apparently. Oh, yeah, sure. Dawn, what is the matter with you? Oh, my Honestly, gosh. Yeah. So I went to the Medina Swap Meet, as I call it, because it's outside, which means it's a swap meet. MC calls it a flea market. Okay. I'm okay. like, well, I don't know what a swap meet a swap is. Swap meet. Well, it's a flea market. I think that's a West Coast thing, but they call them swap meets if it's outside. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. so that's what are you swapping? Me. Well, um, it's purchases. It's like, um, you know, like just, a garage sale. Yeah, except everybody has little booths. They have their car open, and then they have tables of stuff. 
you know. I wish I knew about this. Oh, it's every Sunday. Really? Yeah. Oh, girl. You should come. Um, so anyway, I uh, stumbled upon my first purchase were two clown dolls who are like uh-huh. twins. And you can see these on my Instagram, Dawn at Dark. And oh, um, they are pretty scary. I saw them and I went, oh, boy. Are you just and- trying to give Alexis a run for her money? <laughs> <laughs> um, I also like weird, creepy dolls you as well. Do? I do. Um, so I bought these two charming little champs. They are dressed almost alike. And the woman told me those were... Um, the woman that gave those to me, she her dad got them for her in the 1950s at a carnival. Oh, hell no. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, look at those. Mm-hmm. And she, um, they were $5 each, she said, but two for $8. And I'm like, great. So those guys are really creepy. Those are definitely possessed. And I'm yeah. gonna, well, I'm going to take them with me on Paranormal investigation so they the can two maybe jester looking ones yeah the, the jesters the, yeah and then um hmm. the mc's favorite is the one in the top right which is a little cowgirl yeah, and she's very, very old she's porcelain one dollar are you kidding oh. she's little though she's tiny. i do like her that's yeah that she's so cool. cute and then the next one is you think the clowns are creepy but that one that little baby that's on its hands and knees it actually walks you wind it up really and I accidentally left the leg on the table. It came off. So it has three limbs. And just yesterday in the car, then the arm came off. So it's disintegrating before my eyes. So I got to get... Alexis, I know, has a lot of different baby doll parts. So I'm just going to get a different Bring her to the baby doctor. We're going to glue it on because you wind it up and it walks, but... This Don, is so old. One dollar for that as well. That is amazing. Right, we have to go, but before we do, where are you going to keep these? Like when you're not on a yeah. ghost hunt, like, are they on a display table? I told or? MC that I was going to sleep with the clowns. <laughs> he goes, he not, he's going to sleep with the clowns. He goes, not in my bed. Oh, oh my gosh. No, they are um, up on a shelf with some other stuffed animals in the living room. I, okay. I, those are cool. They're cool. There, yeah. I said it. Ten dollars for all four That's of those amazing. Dolls. What that, a deal. That's great. Mm-hmm. I, Ten bucks to have just new gonna... nightmare fuel. When yes, you come there back, we go. There's a, whole um, co- there's a whole company called Unsettling Toys, and they actually get dolls that people think are haunted or weird, and they you buy them from them, and they you have to interview, and then they pick the doll for you. Ew. So, no thanks. Poor guys, just get your toys at normal places. <laughs> like Toys R Us. Yeah. you. Uh, when we come back, things that make you go, huh? Trivia question for the break. Uh, the music video that's been played the most times on MTV ever. By the way, really like the song. Have never heard it before and wouldn't know if this person was seated in this closet with me. You. Not even a chance. Never heard the song? We'll reveal when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, we got to say a quick thanks to Chill Boys for sponsoring this podcast. And for keeping my groin comfortable. I love Chill Boys. I love their boxer briefs. They are the most comfortable pair of boxer briefs that I've ever slid on Ugh. to my body. No, I slide them on. Ugh. You know why I slide them on? Because as they come up over my extremely well-developed thighs... I feel the cooling sensation. You feel it immediately. (laughs) Donna, you do. You have felt it too. Yeah, they're kind of, they're made for guys, but you've tried them on. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, women like them too. I like to wear them around the house. They are absolutely the most comfortable pair of underwear that I have ever worn. That's because they source the best high performance and eco-friendly fabrics that the guys 
behind Chill Boys could find. Yeah, you know what that fabric is? It's bamboo. You're putting bamboo on your legs. You think it's going to be noisy and clank around like panda food, but it's not. It's very comfortable. I'm telling you, it's the most comfortable undies you'll ever wear. Bamboo material has natural antibacterial properties, so it'll keep you free from odor. It'll keep you cool down there. That's all I'm going to say about that. Get 15% off your first purchase at chillboys.com. Use the promo code MYTALK. Chill Boys, comfort where it counts. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment and fun facts like these. Things that make you go. Hey guys, what's up? It's Steve. Thanks for listening. <laughs> the music video that has been played the most times on MTV of all time is a song I've never heard of, sung by a man I've certainly heard of who I, without a doubt, would not be able to pick out of a police lineup. He could be staring at, he could deliver me a package, and I wouldn't know it was him. Well, the not song, like this. I mean, this was years ago. But, like, that's when I should remember him, you know, like in oh, his sure. heyday. Uh-huh. And I looked at this video and thought, really? The song is Sledgehame <laughs> by um, Peter Gabriel. Take a listen. Let me just say Donna this about... and I are both stunned that you haven't heard of this. I know! This was Never... such a huge hit. Never have I heard it. And uh, I'm going to say something stupid, and you're going to be like, well, yeah, of course. He really has a Huey Lewis and the News vibe. Yeah. Big, I mean, those voices are almost indistinguishable from one another. Do you know what band he was in? Peter Gabriel was in... Hang on a second. Easy, Don. Uh, you're putting pressure on me. No. I'm going to say that this is... Was he in Genesis? He was. You Genesis, Phil Collins, mm-hmm. Peter Gabriel, plus those two guys. Who are the other two? Do we know? <laughs> oh. Did they oh. ever identify themselves? Clearly no. not, no. They just wear masks. Um, <laughs> they. He's still alive, by the way. Oh, Peter Mike Gabriel. Rutherford, okay. um, who did that song, oh, God, in my father's eyes, in... My oh. father, father, oh, no, I got the wrong guy. Wait, your how, your how, is that song? He's uh, Mike and the Mechanics guy. Okay. Yes, what in your eyes, that's something. Peter Gabriel. The really like said. that song, Sledgehammer. He should get together with Huey Lewis in the news. Okay, though. <laughs> this former president is the longest living president ever this uh jimmy carter Mm. you are correct bonus points another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you guess his age. 95. Donna, we're going to go Price is Right rules. You're going to win. He is 96 years old. Wow. And he passed George H.W. Bush, who died in 2018 at the age of 94. Mm. And his, I believe his wife is still alive, too. I believe you're correct about that. In fact, I believe, um, I believe that President Biden just had a picture with Jimmy Carter and his wife. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, Hey, remember last week when we talked about the most common name for a town or city in America? And it was based on the fact that that town name was in 46 of the 50 states. Was it Springfield? It wasn't. No. Springfield was number two. I was very that cocky was your guess, about yeah. the guess. It was Riverside. Oh, that's right. I believe it was Riverside. Anyway, yes. I have one that feels like it's competing, but I'm going to say it as it's written that we can discuss. The most common name for cities in the United States is Fairview. There are actually 273 Fairviews Mm. in the United States. Midway is second at 257, but is that real? Can this be real if we just determine that Riverside was in 46 of the 50 states? Could there be 273 Fairviews? In less than 46 of the states? I mean, what do you tell me? Like, does Texas have eight Fairviews? I don't understand. I don't either. I know. Is it such a large gap there? I know. Mm. Are there... mm, Mm. I don't know. Why don't we move on to this? Okay. You know the phrase red tape? Oh, there's a lot of red tape we got to get through. Yes. Do you know where it comes from? No. You're about to. Somebody's dinner conversation with Rumi is getting turned up. Uh. The phrase red tape comes from the early 1500s when the Holy Roman Empire would use actual red tape to seal its most important political documents and decisions. So you literally had to get through the red tape. Interesting. Peter Gabriel. Also, deep tease to 1130 today. I was singing a variety of melodies to a new single that Donna and I collaborated on this morning on a phone call called Non-Fungible Token News. And we have some NFT news coming up today at 1130 during Money Monday. Stick around for that. Now this. The largest uninhabited island on Earth is Devon Island. It's in northern Canada, Mm. and no one can live there because of the climate, but scientists can actually use it to simulate Mars. So its nickname is Mars on Earth. Mm. Devon Island in northern Canada. We could have saved money. We didn't even have to send the rover up there. Hmm, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. You're right, Steve. Thanks, Donna. Anything else you'd like to add? No, no. Thank you for your feedback throughout. It really helped to <laughs> give life to it all. Great. Let me further deep tease Money Monday coming up at 1130. There is uh, something interesting, a new competitor to, to Uber and Lyft that I think could actually work. It would be tough to take down either of those giants, but to cut into their profits could certainly happen, and it would be better for the driver, and it would be better for the rider. 
So I'll explain that to you coming up at 1130 today. It's also a day of the week that ends in Y, which means at 1030 we play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It'll be me versus Donna, except this time around, we have a new 10 to noon producer, Rocco, has his first appearance on the Donna and Steve show. And he will be leading us through the games uh, coming up today at 10.30. All right. And coming up next, you watched The Last Cruise on HBO. And you're going to tell us what you thought about it. Yeah, and at the end, they sort of called some folks out, I thought. You didn't notice this. I didn't. Well, just- You know what's tougher than working out? Working out alone. The YMCA is the perfect place to bring a workout buddy or find a trainer who can help you stay committed to your exercise schedule. When I'm chatting with a friend, my workout is more fun and goes by so much quicker. Grab a pal and join the Y by June 17th to get $10 enrollment and pay no dues until August. Sign up at ymcanorth.org. Okay, we're back. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Steve? What? Did you watch something on the telly? I did. I'm not afraid to tell you guys that I subscribe to multiple streaming platforms Disney Plus and Wonderful. HBO Max, just to name the two. Mm. And I watched The Last Cruise. On HBO Max, cruises are up and running right now. They're they just got going within the last couple of weeks, and that Royal Caribbean is they just set sail on their very first one over the weekend since the pandemic. Didn't I hear that two people tested positive? That was on a uh, Princess cruise, got it. I believe. Yep. Yes, but now they sail on. Last year, it everything was stopped. Boom, pull over, and now they sail on, which shows you you know how far we've come with understanding things and how to quarantine and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, so this was, for those who don't know, it was footage from this, uh, was it the Diamond uh, 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 Princess cruise? It was in Japan, off the coast of Japan. And this was a cruise that was happening in around like the middle of the, somewhere in February, right as things were really ramping up in Asia, but hadn't fully come here yet. And it's all found footage, so to speak. This is just people shooting on their iPhones as they wanted to shoot just for vacation purposes. Now you have some crew members who are shooting footage, one of their first cruises as a crew member. Then you have various sets of passengers who are also documenting. So basically but, this entire documentary is just phone video. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But, you know, they yep. do a pretty good job. They're, yeah, yeah, it's a little I, bumpy. I would agree. I would it's say they a little they Blair did a- Witchy at times, but for the most part, it's pretty, pretty steady. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Amazing. one thing that I didn't realize was... It was the day before they were supposed to disembark. Oh, yeah. It was, they yep. were at the end. It was a thir- day 13 of a 14-day cruise. They were supposed to get off, and that's when they found out there were some confirmed cases on board. And then what happens during this, it's less than 40 minutes. What happens is you just start watching the virus spread, and the captain comes on. We're going to have to quarantine for 14 days. You see that news hitting people like, oh, my gosh, we're not leaving the ship for 14 days. And at the beginning... The first day of quarantine on the ship, the staff was still doing events and setting up entertainment for the uh, passengers, and it was like a normal, they were like, hey, bonus, we get more at-sea days, whatever, we're parked, but there's still going to be fun stuff going on. Still go and get your meals, and then all of that changed very dramatically over the course of those next um, few weeks that they were there. It was just, you're stuck in your room, stay in your room, they're delivering meals to you, they're covering your... They're covering the vents that go from your room mm-hmm. to the outside corridor. 
And the you see the passengers in there saying, "What is? What do they know? Like, am I sick? Is that why they're oh doing that? Have gosh. they told me yet?" A really jarring experience. And the captain always comes on a cruise ship and has a nice, steady voice. Whether you're at your destination, if you're going into choppy water, or if there's a pandemic, he just comes on calmly. This is your captain speaking. We have 42 more confirmed cases on board. We will continue to quarantine. They've been taken to a hospital. This is 40 days, right? Wowzers. They were Could you on, imagine? Yeah. No. No, 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 no. Oh, my no. gosh. Is this just a one-episode <clears throat> thing, documentary? One, it's one-off. Oh, and it's one yeah. of the only shows I've seen recently, Don, where when it ended, I thought, oh, I could have used like 10 or 15 more minutes. I'm usually oh, ready to go. Yeah. But then it ended, and I thought, oh, I would have liked just a little more of something. Sure. But here's what they, they say. Here's how the movie ends. And I thought, oh, they're kind of calling some the the powers that be American management, as it were. Um, they're calling them out. They say that the data that they the, the government was studying what was happening, the U.S. government was studying what was happening on this ship during this quarantine. And it says, remember, this is in February, mid to like late February that they're stuck on the ship. I think it even spilled into March. It says uh, the data that they collected from the ship revealed two things that COVID-19 was airborne and that it spread through asymptomatic carriers. And then the next thing that they tell you is it would be more than a month before the CDC recommended the use of face coverings to prevent the spread of the virus in the United States. And then they go on to say that it would be more than two months and one million confirmed cases before the CDC advised testing asymptomatic people who had been exposed to COVID-19. So I was taken by that because when it ended suddenly, it's easy to sort of look right past that. But then the way that they write that is the government knew stuff about how this disease spread Mm. and didn't act on it for another one month in one case, two months in another case. That's huh, I, didn't, I, I remember reading that, but I didn't have that reaction that you did because I knew that this, we, remember we were wiping everything down, but they, but what's his but face? It, but if in Fauci February, was like, yeah, no, it would, you don't need to wear masks. You can if you want to. Yeah, but then it sounds like they knew that it was airborne. And so the fact that they were so weird about masks at the beginning was just so weird. And you read it and then you just think, oh, and one million confirmed cases later before they realize we should test these, or before they said that we should test. They sure. realized it on board. But then they said, well, we should test asymptomatic people who had been exposed to COVID-19. Right. That came a while later. It just read like, ooh, could some of this have been avoided? Right, right. Remember could- we got that email from Jing Lai in China? Yes. This was China. this was before we were being told to wear masks. And she's like, whatever you do, just wear a mask. Everybody's mm-hmm. wearing masks, and that's how you're going to keep yourself safe. Jean that Fauci. was long before Fauci was telling us that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, interesting. We need to trust Jing Lai. Jing, yeah, Jing Lai, the she's government. our... That's Jing right. for president, Jing for CDC <laughs> controller, and Jing for comptroller as well. What do they do, comptrollers? I don't know. I've never, never heard, heard of that a com- word. No, you've never heard of it? Mm-mm. Oh, gosh. It's a very weird, like, uh, bureaucratic role of some sort. I think it has to do with maybe money. 
If I were given a test mm. on what different branches of government mm. positions do, I would fail mm-hmm. miserably. Me if I, it was like man on the street thing, like yeah. what does the attorney oh, yeah. general do? I don't know. I don't no, know. none of the <laughs> American citizens born here. Seventy percent of us would fail a citizenship test. Oh, for yes. sure. You know what I mean. We should learn from people who just took the test. Yes. Who had to study it. Yeah, because we we age and we forget because we learned it in high school. Yeah. By the way, in that last cruise documentary as well, they um, they have the crew putting out videos, even though they're told not to as crew members. Yep. And they end up putting out videos on social media just to say, we feel like we are being that we're going to die oh. because we're not being told anything and we're being kept here. And then at one point, all the passengers were fully evacuated and the crew was still being quarantined on the ship. It's also a look at the differences in class. You know, you see these people being forced to work while they're sick. It's like, you know, below deck. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, they have to continue working their 12, 13 hour days for like a thousand dollars a month, less Mm -hmm. than that. Meanwhile, there's, you know, although these other people are confined to their rooms, they're still being delivered food. They're safer, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of entitlement there. It's a, I thought they did a really good job with that. Pays to have a balcony. If ever you've thought, should I pony up the extra money for a balcony on a cruise? For sure, because the people who had the balcony experienced that on-ship quarantine so much differently, because you could slide open your door. Sit on the deck. Yeah. Look out. Get the ocean breeze. Yes. Feel sick and go back inside. That's yep. exactly right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, man. By the way, a, uh, a comptroller, just to tie the loose end, is a management level position responsible for supervising the quality of accounting and financial reporting of an organization. Oh. So, controller and comptroller, two, two different, different things. things. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Thank you, Steve. Oh, nope. I'm being told now they refer to the same oh. position. <laughs> well, what the heck is that all about? I would put both um, on my signature of my emails. <laughs> comptroller and controller. Controller. Yeah. Uh, it's fun to talk. It sure is. So we go from boats to planes now. I'm reading this book, Cockpit Confidential. I read, Don, I remember when you used to read. It would. It was just awesome. Those were the days. But now I read. I wake up at 5 a.m. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I did. Anyway, in this book that I'm reading called Cockpit Confidential, they talked about something that I realized, and then they sort of gave a reason behind it. Do you remember flying about 20 years ago? And you would get on planes that so often were really big. You were one of 250 passengers on it, or... 200 Mm. and now almost all the time you're on some sort of a regional jet Mm -hmm. it's two seats and two seats at a minimum for the bigger planes what we would call bigger nowadays they don't have those multiple sections remember where you would find out oh your friend is sitting like two sections behind where you were well apparently because flights uh because airlines are trying to offer more and more flight options for people they have. That's why you've seen more and more regional jets pop up over the last 20 years. So if you thought, boy, planes feel like they're getting smaller, they are. And they, those are largely the ones that are available now, are just the regional jets. And this book, makes written by a pilot, makes the case for, should we go down to, instead of there being 15 Minneapolis to Orlando's a day or whatever it might be, should we just go down to five with bigger planes, which means less planes in the sky, which would give less congestion in the airways, which means less delays, less cancellations, et cetera. 
He lays it all out and says it's never going to happen because we're just infatuated with these more flights, more money that they can charge, more oh, people, sure, and more delays. You'll just have you'll have delays in regional jets and bumpier skies well, because of the climate. There's um um Sun Country started flying to New York and Newark, mm-hmm. and they've only got. Hi everybody, this is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, two flights a day. There you go. I believe. Like a morning and evening yep, kind of a thing. Yep, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like charter flights. And you're either leaving at 7 a.m. or you're leaving like at 10 p.m. Well, now Pick instead one. of doing... You know, four, uh, or instead of doing one flight that can put 240 people on it, instead they do four flights with 60 people on it. And it's more gate time and it just, you know, it just clogs everything up. So I'm learning about the inefficiency of air travel. But if you've thought, it feels like I'm never on a big plane anymore. Do I keep scheduling the wrong ones? No. It's just that the majority of flights offered now within the United States are on regional jets. Got it. Thanks, Steve. I'm not saying I'm a pilot, guys. Just oh. saying you read about them. Yes, and maybe right. I am. Yes, whatever. Yes, it might be something. You like to learn things. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> all right, when we come back, uh, if you see something, you should say something. We always say that. Uh, there's a strange petition that has to do with Jeff Bezos. Steve will tell you about that. <laughs> and the Mona Lisa. Oh, God. It's if you could so fill in the weird. blank of what the petition is for, I'd be stunned. All right, we'll get to that and more coming up next on My Talk. You ain't sure yet. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Ah. Steve is enjoying a delicious pear. Oh, wow. Sue me, everybody. I'm eating produce. (laughs) I've been up since five. Okay. Dawn's like, cry me a river. Oh, no. She wants to punch me right in my nads. I, I I like getting up early. I do too. You know, and I went to bed last night at about midnight, and so my plan, it was intentional. I just thought, just live and let die. You are the James Bond of the Southwest Metro. Live up to it. And then I thought, this will self-govern after that, because then I'll be so tired tonight. Yeah. And the yeah. only thing that my wife said, the only thing you, you can't do, which will screw this all up, is if you come home, feel tired, lay on the couch and say, hey, wake me up in 10 minutes, which always means an hour. Because yeah, then I'll stay up yeah, again. Yeah. So I got to power through tonight. Sure. But I know I'm going to have the support of a state behind me. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. I got to tell you. Sometimes the headlines don't disappoint. 
like this. <laughs> There's a petition for Jeff Bezos of Amazon mm-hmm. to buy the Mona Lisa and eat the Mona Lisa. <laughs> what? What does that great. mean? It means it. There's a petition on change.org that is asking Jeff Bezos to buy the Mona Lisa and eat it. The reason being, <laughs> quote, <so> stupid. <laughs> here's the reason. The reason is, quote, nobody has eaten the Mona Lisa. <laughs> and we feel Jeff Bezos needs to take a stand and make this happen. Get a job. No, this is I great, Donna. Mean... We need more of this. Make billionaires do dumb stuff. They should all have to, like, eat paper once a week. Okay, but not the Mona Lisa. She's beloved. No, get a copy of the Mona Lisa. Okay. Scan it. Oh, scan it. Now do a 3D thing of her. You know? <laughs> Make it a Make Legos. Jeff Bezos eat a 3D printed <laughs> version of the Mona Lisa. People are But so I love dumb. the reason is because no one has eaten the Mona Lisa. Like, we've been waiting. Uh, is anyone going to step up hello, and do this? Oh, it's getting late. Uh, I would eat great. the Mona Lisa. That's great. You should look up that petition. Where do we find it? That's on change.org. We got to find it. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, darn. Okay. Oh. At first it said zero. 4,254, 55, 56 have signed it. They're looking to get to 5,000 signatures. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Can you see some of the names? Um, yeah, Nilesh Naresh just signed it. Someone from China just signed it. Marcio Alcantara. This is a global thing. They're going to be at 5,000 in like five minutes. 10 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this is really cool. But just because they reach 5,000 doesn't mean he has to do it. Well, no. (laughs) No. It's not like that. But someone, here are some comments. This is the most important petition in modern times. Jeff Bezos needs to eat the Mona Lisa to save the world. Someone else commented, I believe there are only two comments, and it said, Gobble da Lisa. <laughs> oh my like, God. It's so stupid. <laughs> I, this is my favorite story of the week. I will be oh tracking this Lord. ad nauseum. All right. Oh cool. I have a story. So the Westminster Dog Show was mm. happening, and um, there is a video. This poor guy, his Boston Terrier is killing it on the obstacle course. Nice. Like, amazing how fast this animal is. And the guy's running with the dog to like take it to the next, you know, the next whatever jump or tunnel, tunnel or yeah. yes. And the guy, as he's going through the tunnel, he trips, dude trips on like the astroturf and almost falls on top of his dog. But I love these commentators who are, they sound like they're like at a sport, like a real sporting event getting so excited. Uh, Here's a little clip. Looking at that camera and still running and staying clean. That was amazing. Get to the outside. Push, push, push. Get over there. Get over there. Oh my goodness. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Just get to the backside. You're fine. Oh. oh that was too bad. They're going to finish this run out. You can hear the crowd cheering them on. No. Look at that dog go. Finish up these weave poles. He's just like flying through the air and weaving through poles. Boy, did they give it their all. Oh, oh God. 
God. It's like the equivalent of like someone in the Olympics doing an ice skating routine and goes for the triple whatever axle and just stumbles a little bit and then gets back up. That dog is amazing. I linked this up for everyone at mytalk1071.com. And the thing that's sweet about I mean, he made his dog loose because it's, it's seconds that he loses. And he knows, the trainer knows oh, the whole time no. that he's not going to win all yeah. their hard work <laughs> yep. because the dog stops when his owner falls and is like a worried good dog. about yeah. him good and, dog. and looks at him like, what's going on, buddy? Go, 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 go. And then, you yeah, know. He's like, you've been training me this whole time? Yeah, I wonder what place he took. How the hell do you teach a dog to do that? They do this at the Renaissance Fair. They have a day where they do dog agility. They bring in all these dogs. Oh, my God. I mean, this dog is flying through these poles, like weaving. Yes, I know. Left, right, left, right, left, right. And he's flying. That is awesome. Yeah, we should find out how this poor puppy placed. Aww. The dog's name is Ripple. Oh, Aww. Ripple. There's a cryptocurrency called Ripple. There is? There is. You can buy Ripple. Oh, Back to a couple man. more comments from change.org regarding the petition for Jeff Bezos to eat the Mona Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron says, wow, I honestly thought Jeff had already done this. Disappointed <laughs> he's let it linger for so long. I just want to go there for the comments. The comments oh, are really, hilarious. really great. Oh, man. Uh, please do it, Jeff, or Shrek will eat your children. Now, that's a threat, and you don't have to do that. <laughs> that's um, so stupid. <laughs> he'll be engraved in history forever as the consumer of history. <laughs> that's funny. Bleep you, Jeff. Now, that's not called for. That's Why would they do that? that? About. Come I on, don't man. know. Jeff didn't have to be put up for this petition to eat the Mona Lisa. No. He's got other things to do. Kimberly just put a comment, nom, 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 nom. (laughs) God, people spend way too much time online. These are the kind of things that I really like, though. It's like where you can find on Amazon, there are some product reviews that are just so stinking funny. Oh, Oh, my gosh. gosh. I've wanted to do a whole segment on that. It started at the howling, the the, the wolf howling at the moon t-shirt, and someone wrote a review about that famously on Amazon that was so well-worded and funny about how wearing this t-shirt had really made a legitimate, tangible change in this person's life. It was so great. Now everybody loves to do this. Hmm. (sighs) What we're doing, Dawn, for you is... We're, we're intentionally delaying because we had one more story that we were going to get to yeah. that involved a whale. Yeah. And we we're not going to do it because of love for you. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. uh, respect. the morning show did it without any regard for me. But actually, they, <laughs> didn't you like, take your headphones yes, off? Yes, they had me take my headphones off yeah. and I didn't listen. So Yeah, you can never hear this story. No, never, never because okay. your life will never be the same. Never. The so only we're thing gonna I know it is leave. that they think it's fake. I don't think it is. I, I know that some people thought so at the beginning. Like some doctors are wondering why there weren't some kind of other physical um, Now you've got to tell everybody after I leave what you're talking about at some point. All yeah. right. Yeah. Well, if you take your headphones off right now or just right turn now. them down, we'll tell them. A whale some, ate a guy. A yeah. guy was swimming at the bottom of the sea and found himself in the belly of a whale. And he lived to tell about it. There you go. First <laughs> okay. name, Jonah. <laughs> Good one, Steve. Thanks, Donna. All right, we're going to be joined by Rocco when we come Woo-hoo. right back. Thank you, John. We'll see you tomorrow.